Good morning, everyone. I'm Marshall Birch, and welcome to the Happiness After Codependency podcast. This is an exclusive episode for the podcast where I'm talking with Amber Hagberg. We're discussing how to know what we need and what we do when we identify what we need and how we can nurture that in our in our lives. So welcome, Amber. Excited to have you here and tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you, Marshall, for having me here. Excited to be here. I am a yoga teacher and life coach living down in Costa Rica. And the main thing that I've been doing over, you know, the last 18 months with COVID is, you know, guiding others in self-care and Mm -hmm. self-love through the yoga and the yoga Mm -hmm. practice as a way of which you live your life. So using yoga more than just an exercise, but a way to fulfill those needs that we have, those desires that we have Mm -hmm. as a way to create this anchor of peace and stability inside of ourselves, even when the outer world can seem chaotic. All right. So it, it sounds like your use of yoga is a way in which to regulate the nervous system and help bring the person into an internally anchored sense of, uh, I'd say, centeredness, safety, and maybe like orientation to themselves and to their world. And from there, meet or identify and then meet needs and desires that arise from there. Am I on target there? Yeah, you couldn't have said it better because what happens um, when we're always in the fight or flight nervous system is stress, anxiety, fear. And using breathing techniques, meditation, and and slower-based asana yoga practices to calm our nervous system and bring us to that sense of safety where we're able to take full deep breaths and feel at peace in in our bodies and in our minds. Nice. So when, when they're going through that practice of coming back to the body and orienting, uh, through yogic practices and through, it sounds like a breathing practice as well, right? Breath is, is a, an, or a facet of that process. Am I on target there with that? Am I understanding you right there? Mm-hmm. In, in yoga, we call it um, pranayama, which is just breathing exercises and, and counting our breaths in different ways and holding our breaths in different ways to tap into different areas in the body and a sense of like peace in the body through holding the breath or breathing deeper, depending on you know what it is your body's needing. Oh, okay. So a lot of my, my clients, my students, and people I work with come to me without a whole lot of regulation practice. Most of the time they're highly dysregulated. And so they, they deal with a paradox. It's the safety paradox of, I don't feel safe feeling safe. So in, in your practice, in your approach, how do you cultivate an expansion of their safety within this new for them, regulated state of, of relaxation and kind of letting down their guard, letting down the hypervigilance and stuff like that. How, how do you approach that and help them through that? I think that that practice um, comes going to that place little by little, <laughs> taking small practices. So feeling it, noticing what's happening, becoming aware that like, Oh, I'm in the safe place. And now I feel uncomfortable. I'm in my safe place because now you're aware. Oh, wow. This is what it feels like. This feels different. And so, you know, be there, come back to that space and just be, bring more awareness into the sensations and the thoughts that arise as you're shifting from that safety out of the unsafety and just notice what thoughts come up when you arrive into a place of like, Oh, I'm here. 
What am I doing here? And, and that awareness gives you the power to know the difference between the two. And the, the more that you practice it, the easier it becomes. All right. So are you normal? Right. Yeah. You're developing or expanding your comfort zone around this thing. So, okay, this is safer and safer through. It sounds a bit like titration. We're going to experience a little bit of this, come back to a check-in, experience a little more of it, come back to a check-in. So am I, am I understanding that? I yeah, can. exactly. It's like, rather than just like jumping into the pool, it's like, I put my feet in. And then I get my ankles in and then my knees in. And it's a practice that comes over time because we, we, we feel that space of unsafety and comfort where we are. And so then when we find safety, it's uncomfortable. So we have to work our way into finding comfort in this new place that we're not used to. I like that. Yeah. That feels good. I mean, I'm just listening, checking in with my own body with that. And it's like, yeah, I feel safe. It feels like, I'm the one consenting to what occurs and how much of it occurs and allowing my, allowing for me, allowing the body to lead in that process. So, yeah. Is that what you find with, with your students and your clients when you're working with them, they discover something along those lines for themselves? Yeah. And I always say like, start small, because if I have my clients come and I'm like, hey, I want you to start meditating for an hour a day, they'll never talk to me again. But if I'm like, hey, let's do this together for five minutes. And I know sitting with yourself for five minutes can be a lot in the beginning. That's why we do it together. And then with time, it's like, oh, I made my way to seven minutes and then eight minutes. And before you know it, you can get up to 45 minutes or an hour, but you never just want to throw them in, you know, because then they're not going to go back to that same space. So I think that once, if you try to just jump in, you can't go backwards, you're already in. But if you just one foot in, then the next foot in, you get to choose how quickly you go forward. And then you build that sense of trust with yourself that if, if your need are not being met in this moment you just take a couple steps back yeah i like that because it's really about that boundary sense of self and recognizing one's capacity and one's level of, of activation in it and allowing that to to guide you okay so another question because you mentioned needs happiness fulfillment and those things so when you work with a client and they're trying to figure out what a need is for them because a lot of times we have a need, but we don't have any language, any verbiage to put to it. How do you help them identify what a need is and label it, bring it, give it a name, bring it into a, a verbal state for themselves? Yeah, good question. I think that when it comes to getting clear on what it is we need, it's first being able to ask ourselves the question, like, what do I need in this moment? Oftentimes we will, for example, with my clients, they will be like, oh, I, I want a cookie. And then after that cookie, they realize they're not satisfied. And then they go to something else. And so it's like, oh, actually what I was really needing was just to sit and be with myself, to, to feel that emotion rather than fill it with something. And so I think that we learn what it is that we need by like checking in. Okay, what do I need right now? We try something, we think that's what we needed. And then we realize like, oh, actually we weren't fulfilled. What I really needed was something else. And so I think that when we get to fulfilling our needs, it's asking, our, asking ourselves the question, what do I need in this moment? 
And for example, like I have my students always wake up in the morning and commit to a morning practice, something that they do for themselves every single day. And some days that might like look going on a walk. Other days it'll be to sit and meditate or to sit and journal, maybe get some movement in. And if you wake up in the morning, you're just like, I'm just going to get ready. I'm just going to get going. You miss that opportunity to really check in and ask yourself, like, what do I need? And I think that just like everything in life, it's like you figure out what you need when you discover what you don't need. Mm -hmm. And sometimes like just to ask the question, what do I need? You hold space for yourself to be like, oh, wow, what do I need? Because we're so busy fulfilling needs for everyone else that sometimes we forget to ask that important question to check in and, and see if there's anything I need. Right. Now, when they ask the question, are they analyzing for an answer because it sounds like part of it is a little bit of analysis like okay what do i need oh i need a cookie go eat the cookie and then this is where they get a somatic insight like the body's like well that that was nice but that's not what i'm looking for is that that's what it sounds like it's happening for them is there you're you're helping them sense in a little bit beyond their thinking beyond like a reactive program that says oh what do i need cookies or chips or something and then check in with that body and go What's the body say? What's what do I feel here that would that is is speaking to me? So that's, that's what it sounds like to me. There, am I? I'm hearing that correctly. Yeah, because the body tells us so much. It gives us so many signals. But if we're not asking what I need and checking in after we're fulfilling those needs then we're not listening to the body signals. And I think that oftentimes we hear the body signal when it's screaming rather than those like more subtle sensations. Like, um, I just need to rest. I just need to take a few deep breaths. I just need to shut my phone off for a little while, but we mm -hmm. hear it. Like I'm starving. I need to go to the bathroom. Um, I'm in so much pain. I can't fold forward or whatever it may be. We know when the body speaks loud so that when we ask the questions of what I need, like if it's I'm hungry or I I'm just got off of work, what do I need to do to, to unwind from my day? When we're able to ask those questions of what I need, it's so important to come back and check in with what the body, the body's response to that action. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Cause that's, you make an excellent point. It's the body that's really talking. And that's like, kind of, our mind goes on a, a quest for some treasure. Like, well, we'll find the answer out here. The body's like, wait, it's, you know, me check in here. Um, mm -hmm. I, that, that in my own experience has been so critical to a sense of groundedness awareness of one's particular capacity like my own like where am i at today what do oh, how much do i have to offer what does that look like for me and then listening to where i contribute that that capacity or what i have to offer because you know a lot of times we come into uh this arena from a, a like a, a sense of performance we have to earn something right we got to perform and perform and perform so I like this because you're, you're talking about slowing down and giving some space and time for you to hear yourself in that regard. I think that's really cool. So in, in this journey of discovering or hearing one's needs, how do you help people understand the, because sometimes people encounter needs they don't understand or that really like scare them like the need for connection, the need for belonging. They, they want a friendship. They want a relationship. 
and they get a lot of activation from that. It might have a legitimate trigger from a previous, you know, abuse situation. So there's a, a trauma talking. How do you help them navigate that need and their body's experience of that need? I think it comes from the ability to, like we were saying before, feel what the body is saying. I believe that our needs and our desires are there. They're meant for us. They're guiding us along the way. And if it's an uncomfortable situation, like I dealt with a lot of anxiety, social anxiety around being around people. I, I didn't have, or I didn't have a lot of experience with making friends as a child because I wasn't allowed to. And then when I came into the real world of having relationship with friends, my heart would beat out of my chest. I would sweat. And that's where then I would be like, oh, my body is scared. Like I'm, I'm in a situation I've never been before. So, you know, if you go out into a situation, like I desired connection, we all desire connection um, to have intimate relationships. It's like a, a human desire. <laughs> we all want to be liked. We all want to belong. And so when these emotions are coming up, it's a sign for you to check in. You know, I will do breathing exercises where I just count my breath. And I think that every single time we walk into those uncomfortable situations to step towards that desire or that need, it gets more and more comfortable over time. And you learn different ways to cope with those emotions. And the first thing is like giving yourself permission to feel that emotion mm -hmm. after you've become aware of it. Um, because if we don't, hold, if we don't hold space for that emotion to, to be there, we just push it more and more down into the nervous system where it exists inside of us and it gets bigger and bigger where I think the more space that we give it to be there and we witness it, the easier it gets for us to walk into those uncomfortable situations to meet our need and desire. That makes a lot of sense because it's, it's, it's like we have to have a new experience to help our brain have a different way of like, hey, I can experience something different here with this and it's not the past repeating itself <clears throat> so a question for you when it comes to needs and your experience what is one of like the most primary need to start with so someone's coming fresh out of narcissistic abuse for instance because it's the majority of what my students and clients um, come from what would be um a need you would recommend they focus on and start to cultivate in their world uh, at that point in their journey? I think when coming out of like a relationship as such, you don't know what it's like to be dependent because in those relationships of, for example, narcissism, they, you're manipulated into being codependent. So mm -hmm. it's this discovery of like, who the heck am I and what do I need? Because I've never asked myself that question of what I need. And so as you start, I think that the first thing that's forming is the need or desire for dependency to be okay on your, on your own, to be able to ask yourself questions and not need someone else's approval. And in that you're creating safety that it's like, I don't need anyone else to tell me it's okay. I, I can make those decisions on my own. And I think you build such, um, a space of safety and confidence in your own decisions that you weren't able to have before. And that's just something I really experience a lot with my, with my clients is that, Oh, I can, I can make my own decisions. And that feels really good for me. I like that. Cause it's, 
uh, it's giving, getting the person to reorient back to their personal power, right? I call it sovereignty is the word I use for it, but it's, mm. it's, I'm a whole individual who can lean on my own authority for my own choices and actions. I can like, maybe even trust myself a bit, right? I like that. So that's, yes, trust myself and my needs. Yes. I want to trust in the validity of those needs. Okay. These are real needs that, that actually matter. So what someone's just entering the zone of, of self-regulation and they're, they're interested in taking this journey through the, through the, the modality of, of yoga, for instance, where would you recommend they start in that process? They wanted to work specifically either with you or within that, that approach. When it comes to starting that journey of like asking myself, what do I need? I find that most times the students, clients that I work with, they've never asked themselves that question before. They're like, I've never made those decisions before. I've never invested my time, my energy, my resources into myself before. This is all new to me. And the first thing that I have them do is create a daily practice, whether it's journaling, yoga, meditation, pranayama, one of the other different practices that I invite them into to sit down and be with themselves mm. in order to check in. What do I need today? And instead of being like, I should eat this for breakfast and should eat this for at this time for lunch. It's like, you know, all the rules, quote unquote rules. Now, now is your opportunity to break them. Just being like, okay, what, what do I want to do today? So it's almost like the beginning is this rediscovery of like creating your own lifestyle based on what your body tells you. Oftentimes, like I tell my students, like I eat healthy plant-based foods. I went to Italy for three weeks and I ate pizza, pasta, and ice cream. And I realized, oh, that's why I don't eat this way every day. I don't feel good. Mm. Um, it was nice. And so my body told me three weeks later, like, oh, you created this lifestyle around whole plant-based foods because of the way it made you feel, the shifts that you felt in your body. And so if you've spent your whole life not aware of those different sensations, never asking, what do I need? A journey of discovery. What do I need? And we get to plan explore and by finding what it is you need, you learn what you don't like, what you do like, what works, what doesn't work. And I think like the core value I had is it starts with having a daily like ritual or practice mm. where you just check in with yourself. Okay. So if, um, where can they find you? Where can my audience find you and, and reach out to you and connect with you? Yeah, if you're looking to dive deeper into, you know, meeting, meeting your needs, discovering your needs, really exploring like what it is to feel into those deeper sensations of, you know, where you're at in the physical body or, you know, mind emotions, uh, reach out to me, amberhagberg.com. You can follow me on Instagram at amberhagberg. And would love to stay connected. Awesome. Thank you for being here. We should do this again. We should expand on the needs and even talk about some of the more advanced practices you do and things you discover there and help people explore. Because that's uh, what I've learned and discovered in my, in my practice is when we start meeting needs, then we start moving into wants. This is where like 
for me, play starts to take a big role in our lives because this is where pleasure and expansion and desires can really take uh, flight because it's first we got to meet our needs. So we have that safety and then we can go and expand into play. So that would be fun to discuss. Um, yeah, Ooh, I love that, that so much. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I love that so much. You, you had me smiling because it's like, first it's like discovering what it is that we need. And then once we feel safe to, to fill those needs, it's like, Oh, I can have desires too. And it's like to be able to fulfill those desires. And I, I also have a, a podcast yoga off the mat. And this is where I dive into like taking that consistent practice of moving our bodies and then being able to play with those lessons that we learn about our needs, about our lives and, and live it in our relationships. And that those desires of like, okay, I want a relationship. I want connection. Now, what do I want to do with this relationship and the desires that build from that? So yeah, you, you put a big smile on my face. Awesome. Yes. And we'll do that. Yeah. We'll schedule that. Yeah. And then I'll let y'all know when that's coming. But uh, awesome. Thank you for being here, Amber. I appreciate your time and your expertise and giving us the tool of checking in with ourselves. What do I need today? So thank you for being with us today, Amber. I appreciate your wisdom and insight and guidance there. If you'd like to get to know Amber more, go to amberhagberg.com. That's H as in hello, A as in apple, G as in George, B as in boy, E as in Edward, R as in Roger, G as in George.com. So as always, thank you for being a part of my podcast and supporting me in this work and helping you come to know, love, and live who you are by rebuilding your self-trust and reconnecting to your legitimacy and your personal power. You guys have a safe day out there, and I'll see you in our next episode. Bye-bye.